0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
1: Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for
2: McDonald's in five seconds. Why don't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Vada pa pa pa. Give the gift of well-being with Spa Finder, the world's best-selling spa gift card, and the perfect gift this holiday season. From family members and friends to those last-minute coworker or client gifts. Spa Finder gift cards are a convenient and thoughtful option you can't go wrong with. The Spa Finder network includes thousands of spas, salons, and fitness studios all over the U.S. With services like massages, blowouts, mani-pedis, even yoga. Or check out the Spa Finder wellness shop to buy skin care, beauty, and wellness apparel from the comfort of home. With Spa Finder, the possibilities are endless. Gift some me time to someone you love and pick one up for yourself along the way. Go to spafinder.com slash podcast 15 to save 15% off gift cards of $100 or more or enter the promo code podcast 15 at checkout.
3: Welcome back for a brand new episode of Movie Talk. It's a very special episode because this long weekend signifies the start of summer, so you know what you're getting right now. This is our summer 2019 preview right now. We have so many movies to cover, big studio releases, a couple of independent gems you're going to want to keep your eye out on right now. It is a good, good lineup. I am your host, Perry Nemroff, and I am joined by John Roca and Hello. our very, very special guest, Jabby Koway. Jabby, welcome Hello. back to the set.
0: How's it going?
3: It is going well. I hope you guys are enjoying your long weekends. Yeah. Barbecuing um, and such? Yeah, no?
1: sure, totally. It's been a blast barbecuing and meeting people <laughs> and hanging out and celebrating parties. I never know why I'd meet somebody with a deeper voice than mine, but I have. Jabby Coy is here.
0: It's, it's not that Damn deep. Damn it. I'll go high Damn pitch it. if that makes you feel better. No!
1: Yeah, sure. Hi.
3: <laughs> I'm Jabby. I feel like I should derail this conversation yeah. <laughs> and put the focus on our preview now. All right. So what we did is each of us picked three movies that we're going to say are our most anticipated in the moment. But just know we could have doubled up on a few of these, but we want to spread the love. We want to talk about nine different movies. So that's what we're going to do right now. And, Roka, let's go to you first. What is your first pick on your list?
1: Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and Furious, (laughs) Prince Hobbs and Shaw. Come on, Summer. This is what Summer movies are made of. you got Dwayne the Rock Johnsons, Jason Statham coming together, former rivals, now friends on a mission, we're going to The Rock's homeland, we're going to Jason Statham's homeland, or Britain, Jason Statham's family's involved in this, <laughs> Vanessa Kirby there is so much, and oh, just when you're ready to hit optimal level, let's take it another level, let's turn to 11 like Spinal Tap, and bringing Idris Elba as the black Superman, son. So there's so much about this that excites me, and I want to have a great time, and i would kind of fallen off of the Fast and Furious stuff, haven't really been enjoying those movies, so I hope this is a new way to inject some life into this franchise.
3: That right. was the thing, was like 8 I walked out of 8 and I'm like you know I think I'm done with this yes. maybe they should stop now oh, and They're then just getting
0: started It
3: started <laughs> to pique my interest when they started to put together the ensemble for Hobbs and Shaw but yeah. it wasn't until that last trailer drop that I started to think to myself whoa I need this this summer it looks crazy. Yeah. Those action set pieces, if that's what we got in the trailer, I can't even imagine what we're gonna get in the full feature.
0: Mm-hmm. See, that trailer upset me only because it gave away so much. I'm like, no, no, save it for the movie! <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's did a fair it. point. Too. you but know, did it, because yeah. think
3: about all the other Fast and Furious movies. I mean, this isn't just a series that has a couple cool action set pieces mm. peppered throughout. These are start-to-finish car stunts and fight sequences, so I imagine there's gonna be way more that we haven't even seen. Oh, yeah, man.
0: But the surprises are there already, like From the last one, you already saw, I think it was The Rock, ice skating with a missile... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and, it's true. in A, yeah, yeah, right. you're like, yeah. well, that was given away. I wish they would have saved that for the film, even though it's ridiculous. Like, those mm-hmm. kinds of moments, I feel like you should save as a surprise for the film once you get there. All right. You know? That's fair,
1: but overall, the box office still killed it, so well, yeah. I imagine this will be the same thing, yeah. hopefully.
3: I've I've got a lot of faith in that one yeah. at the box office. I mean,
0: just the scene alone, when you see Hobbs and Shaw about to go into those two rooms yes. in the trailer, I'm like, this is everything I want out, <laughs> out of these movies in a minute. Like, right. yes, I'm excited also. All right, Jabby, you're here. up.
3: What's your new movie?
0: Uh, my... My All my picks are pretty obvious, but my first one is Spider-Man Far From Home because it's the first follow-up we're getting since Endgame. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love about what the MCU is doing lately is consequences are being explored in a very real way. Like, they've been interconnected for a while, but it seems like only in the last few years, fallout from one film affects the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And you see it right away if you watch the last trailer, you know, Iron Man's situation. (laughs) I don't don't know if we can say everything yet. Yeah, I mean,
3: the Russo said it's spoiler time now, and I feel like once they deemed it so, we could talk about whatever. But exactly what you just said, and actually going back to the Hobbs and Shaw conversation, it's like, I was excited about Spider-Man just from the start. The second they announced another movie, I love Homecoming, but it wasn't until that last trailer dropped that I got, like, super excited because of what you said about them actually recognizing the effects of Endgame on the mm-hmm. entire population. And I know the Spider-Man movies are usually a little lighter, a little, uh, a little more fun, but I hope they don't move on from the repercussions of the snap that quickly, especially right. considering the fact that you think that it would maybe affect school kids a mm-hmm. little more when mm-hmm. all of a sudden half of their class has moved <laughs> on and the other half is still in that same grade as when they right. were dusted.
0: Right. I like that they're dealing with that and I like that it's giving Peter Parker a place to grow from because he's got mm-hmm. a really step up to the plate. And so it's a coming of age tale for him as well. Mm-hmm. Even though like, each Spider-Man movie is a coming of age tale, I feel like this is a stronger place to grow from because he's dealing with the death of someone who mentored him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know. that ages you quickly and matures you quickly as well. I think that's a, 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 an, element, an element to this that I'm really enjoying. And it's, there's a lot of intrigue in this. It isn't just a fun, go-happy thing. And that's what I've enjoyed about this version of Spider-Man. There's more weight to what's going on. With Vulture, it was the father of the girl that he had a thing for. What's that carry for him? And then what, what does that ask of him to sacrifice? Now, in this situation, you get a little darker with the death of his essentially his father figure, the Uncle Ben of this particular uh, area of the franchise. And and then now he's got to go and walk into this whole situation. Is Mysterio real? Is he really from the multiverse or is he not? Is this all a trick? He's got to figure that out himself. And what's that going to cost him on foreign soil? So, right. it's, so it's so interesting. All yeah. of
3: this is making me think that they could wind up finding a really interesting balance between like a sobering vibe, but also the fun loving Spider-Man sure. vibe right. we know and love. And that yeah. could really be the perfect ne- next step after Endgame. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I think this is everyone's favorite iteration of Spider-Man so far. Yes. You know, because I feel like he's live just, action, a, he's just very live action-wise, he's just very likable. I remember in the theater when Spider-Man came back, when he was brought back undusted, and everyone lost their mind in a way <laughs> I've never seen them lose their mind about Spider-Man before. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is everyone's favorite pick. So to have another chapter in his life, you know, is is exciting in itself.
3: Admittedly, I have a hard time agreeing with that, and it's not not because Ooh. I think Tom Holland par- pales in comparison to anybody else, but it's just like I love the first two Tobey Maguire mm. movies so so much and now i also love miles morales and spider-man into the spider-verse so yeah, yeah. it's just like i think the love is just being spread i think they're all great
0: miles morales would be the only contender for me so far mm-hmm. I, i'm excited to see another chapter for him as well
3: speaking of another chapter i have another chapter on my list and it's toy story 4 and yes i am very very excited to see toy story 4 for all on its own they ended those three movies in such a brilliant way that i was shocked when they said that they were going to continue it and all i keep thinking about is how are you going to add another movie that raises the bar after mm-hmm. three but i think the main reason that it wound up on my list is because it's opening up against child's play who plan who planned that did someone at orion pictures plan that because i applaud you All I really want is to hit June 21st and to see how these marketing campaigns just go at it and how many like fun jokes and mashup videos come out as we near that release. So I'm very excited for that part of it. But also there's a whole bunch of little story details with Toy Story right now that Mm. make me think, yes, it's going to be another fun adventure for Woody and the gang. But there are a couple of thematic things that are really kind of on my mind right now and might hint at that added depth.
0: I feel like it's going to beat out Child's Play for sure. Mm. For sure. (laughs) Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Why would you put those two head to head at all? Well, I think
3: what they probably spent on Child's Play doesn't necessitate, you know, a hundred million dollar plus opening. Mm. Whereas Toy Story, and actually most Pixar releases as of late, they usually are big, big money makers. I have a feeling that a company like Orion would be satisfied with. I don't know, may- maybe like a $20 million opening for Child's Play, which does sound reasonable to me.
0: Yeah. How does this, the properties of The Spoon work?
1: How are, how is that brought to yeah. life? Sporky, does anyone know? Sporky. Spork, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Uh, I, I haven't seen any of these trailers or clips that have excited me at all, and I've said it over and over again, so I'm not excited to see this. But... This could be a La- another Aladdin situation for me, at least. I know now, but for me, at least, I th- didn't like any of the trailers or the clips that were released. Yet I went into that movie and I had a very, very good time. So I wonder if the same thing will happen with Toy Story Four. They released new stuff last night again. I think, yeah. or there was something last night on their on their account social media. account. I watched this morning. I was like, ah,
2: okay.
0: That's a classic Pixar problem, though. Every commercial they put out, mm. it's never really gotten people like super excited, except right. for maybe Cars is the only one that gets people excited because well, mm-hmm. oh, The
1: Incredibles, I thought incredible Incredibles. Well, team. yeah, you know, well, yeah.
0: stuff that's action based yeah. is Did easy you just say to get.
3: Cars you- is the only one that makes people excited. <laughs> well, from the,
0: from the commercial, the trailer, yeah. like because it's easy to piece together action, right? Mm. But like Up, for instance, you didn't know why you were gonna like that movie when you saw the commercial, but when you got there. It was so much fun. and so exciting. There's something
3: backwards in this comment where it's like, it's like the simplicity of cars, mm. like the lack of depth in cars makes it easier to sell versus... <laughs> no, I it's, a, it's, it's
2: like, like
0: room, room, it's I motion, guess, it's action, there's so. cars flipping and explosions. <laughs> I've
3: just never heard someone like make such a positive statement and then say, like cars.
0: <laughs> well, I, well, cause like, you know, cars and what was the other one? Incredibles? Like yeah, those are both yeah. action films. So yeah. it's, you can easily put together a trailer that doesn't give away too much, but you understand what you're getting when you go in fair. there. Yeah. Whereas, like, Toy Story, I feel like if you don't feel the love like I do, I just feel there's so much legacy love. Yeah. No matter what. They could have just put Woody's face there on a stick, and I'm like, I'm watching that.
3: <laughs> but now all I can picture is poor what? Slinky Dog on a stick burning over a fire because of the child's play poster. Right. <laughs> yeah. Alright,
1: Roko, what's the next one you got? Look, as if Hobbs and Shaw isn't big enough. Godzilla, King of Monsters, yes. son. You talking, what are you talking about? Look at that thing. <laughs> I went and oh, took Roka. pictures in front of it <laughs> at the arc light, which I really love because they have Godzilla coming out with that thing coming out of his life. But you've got so many other uh, uh, monsters in this from my childhood. Watching those old Japanese monster films. Gadira, Mothra, Rodan. All those involved in this situation. So I'm looking to see an epic battle. A battle royale of monsters. And of course you throw in fantastic actors like Vera Farmiga and Sally Hawkins and uh, uh, Millie Bobby Brown. So there's a lot here that attracts me. And I liked that first Godzilla film that was released with Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Cranston. I was a big fan of that. So I want to see what they do with this. Kong Skull Island? Uh, But I want to see what they do with this in creating the legacy going forward as a universe and franchise.
3: I really liked the first Godzilla, and I liked Kong Skull Island. Neither of them made me say, give me a cinematic universe. So Mm. I do think Mike Dougherty has his work cut out for him in terms of raising the bar and making me as invested in this franchise as I am in some of the others. But I got a whole lot of faith in him, especially the way that they're promoting this one, where they're not holding back. They are just going monster crazy all over the oh, yeah. place. You guys know how much I love Trick or Treat. I will always be rooting for him as a director, so I hope he knocks it out of the park with this one. I'm
0: excited for it. I'm hoping there's a Godzilla film that I... I'm hoping this is the one that I actually like. I'm, I'm unlike <laughs> you guys, I didn't like any of the other Godzilla films I've done so far. The one with... Uh, what's his name? Back in the day... Matthew Broderick. Oh, Matthew Matthew Broderick. Broderick. I didn't like that one that I didn't like the recent one I tried to watch I bought Kong Skull Island on blu-ray and I started watching it while I was folding laundry and I fell asleep wow. <laughs> I'm like this is so bad <laughs> so uh, but this one has me jazzed like the commercials have me excited and it looks like 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 you said they're throwing everything at this and it's yeah. got me excited for that reason you know it's it basically fits the the quota for a summer blockbuster yeah, film exactly. you know
3: all right Jabby what you got next
0: Uh, another obvious one Lion King so as you guys know because we talked about it beforehand I didn't love Aladdin and I feel like none of the cartoon to live action adaptations Disney has put out so far have universally gelled with everybody Hmm. not one but I feel like Lion King has the potential to be that one because you're not dealing with any actual people and the CGI on it looks great and it feels like they're really trying to preserve what was so lovable about the original they brought back James Earl Jones Mm -hmm. the CGI looks next level where the animals look like real animals I mean and the music I feel like if they add music because I haven't liked any additional songs they brought to like Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin or any of those films but I feel like any additional songs here will feel like it's part of the culture of Africa and so it'll be cool and fun I don't
3: know. It's weird talking about Lion King now that we've actually seen Aladdin. Mm. And also, I guess, Dumbo. Because for me, it's like, I didn't think Dumbo was terrible, but it's like Dumbo, Aladdin, and then it's my expectations for Lion King. And based on my reaction to Aladdin, which was pleasantly surprised, I wound up enjoying the ride quite Mm. a bit. But what I'm hoping for Lion King is that it does what... Aladdin did but with a little more like finesse depth style filling in these specific gaps that I think that Aladdin was missing and especially when it comes to the digital effects too which we know John Favreau can do very very well I think mm. that was a weaker part of Aladdin but it almost feels like this Lion King movie is going to be the step up from that based on what we've seen so far and that right there is my favorite classic Disney uh animated mm. movie yeah. so I've, I feel like I've got a lot riding on it, this it, one, and I want one. to see them hit it.
0: It's the first one to make me cry. The first The first cartoon to ever make me cry that I can recall as a kid. Wow. And if,
3: if that scene does not make someone cry, right. I will be searching for their heart, because I don't <laughs> know if they have one.
0: And it seems like they're pulling shots straight from the cartoon as well.
3: Yeah. That's, everything that's we've what, seen thus far has been pretty much shot for shot. And
1: that's where I start to get concerned, and that's what a lot of people have been concerned about online and in reviews to these trailers, going like, they basically just trace the movie, and the original Animated movies, so that scares you a little bit. With Aladdin, at least there were some interesting choices taken. You may not like the choices, mm-hmm. but they were interesting choices taken into the story. Okay. So, so no, you've seen the criticisms online that everything looks at like the the bouncing across the moon and everything like that. It's all the same, but. It's John Favreau and I would push back on what you said. I think Jungle Book was universally liked by a mm. lot of people yeah. and I prefer it to the original animated uh, film myself mm. personally. I thought Favreau really brought those characters to life and the actors that he chose to cast in the film brought those characters to life as well. I really enjoyed that. It's probably my favorite one so far of the live adaptations of animated films. I actually so, don't know anybody
3: who in. dislikes the Cinderella adaptation that either. One. I, I a, seen that one was yet. a major crowd pleaser. It is. go see that yeah. one. I think that's still my favorite. That and John. Jungle Book are probably my favorites of the mm. bunch.
0: I didn't love Jungle Book, but what you're talking about, that's exactly what I wanted from Aladdin. Just give me shot for shot what it was in the cartoon. But <laughs> what's
3: the just point of making
1: it? Because it's, <laughs> then you can make it fully
0: realized in, okay. in life. like To me, that's the coolest possibility is that's that fair. you it's just a bring it to life. It's a weird thing
3: to think about because... It's like, on the one hand, if you get an adaptation, you want to see them do something new with it. Because otherwise, what's the point in bringing that story back? But thinking about how I felt in Aladdin, that's where it really swept me up. Mm. When it was that, that not necessarily shot for shot, but where it was exactly what I knew and loved as a kid. And it was working with that. Mm. And then while I did respect some of the new choices they made, that's when the wheels started to fall off a little bit. Exactly.
0: Okay. See, just make it exactly what the cartoon was. You know, it's, it's, a, it's something that works, don't fix, what's not broken. There's no artistry
1: in that.
3: All right, before we move on to our next pick, guys, we got to tell you about some new content coming to the Collider Video YouTube channel. Check out this promo.
1: Hey guys, Riley here, and let me tell you about Rule of Two. You looking for a Star Wars fix? Well, Rule of Two is that show. It drops on
0: Collider Video's main YouTube channel, as well as on Podcast One's Jedi Council feed. So go over there, subscribe, share it with your friends. It's hosted by myself and Mark Fernandez. We talk everything in the Star Wars universe with a lot of deep dives and a lot of conversations that go all in. You know what to do. Subscribe, join us there, and rise.
3: In addition to Rula 2, you guys also have a new episode of Comic Book Shopping to look forward to. This time, Coy is hanging out with Seth, Seth Green. So check that out bright and early tomorrow morning. All right. Now we're up to my pick. My second pick here is Annabelle Comes Home. I have been on an interesting journey with this specific portion of the Conjuring franchise. Strongly disliked the first one. Then, all of a sudden, David Sandberg turned it around with the second one. And at Scare Diego last year, which is the Wednesday night thing at Comic Con that Warner Brothers and New Line does, when they announced that the new Annabelle movie was basically going to be the artifacts room that the Warrens keep meets night at the museum. Sold. I think that's a genius idea. I love that. I'm really excited for Gary Doberman. I think it's a big deal that he's finally making his directorial debut. He's had a hand in so many great horror movies out there. I'm curious to see what he does behind the lens. And also, I am the the self-announced leader of the McKenna Grace fan club. I just think she's going to be the greatest thing in the world. So I love the fact that she is Judy Warren. And I feel like this is just going to be another role that she excels at. Mm. Is anybody else here excited? Brandon Ball comes I home. Uh, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. You know, I look
0: at horror films the same way I think about acting jobs. It's like, I'll be happy once the check clears kind of thing. So it's like, I got to watch it. <laughs> and then I'll know for sure how I feel about My it. Man. Because My man. My man. Because every time I see a commercial, I'm like, yeah, that looks exciting. But I've been let down so many times. Right. So I'm just going you know, to hold out. I have so
3: many questions <laughs> that we can't start asking <laughs> no. now. I, I have a long list of recommendations for you. Please. but. Right now, we got to move on. Your last pick, Roka. Men
1: in Black uh, International. I'm looking forward to this. You got great chemistry here between Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Look, uh, this is, uh, you know, speaking of Will Smith, Aladdin, here we go. This is a legacy thing. We'll see how this turns out. I want this to be good. I liked Men in Black 3. I liked Men in Black 1, not Men in Black 2. So if they're announcing a whole new universe here with these two actors bringing us a trilogy as well, then that would excite me on so many levels. Plus, you got Emma Thompson kicking ass. You got Liam Neeson in this thing. So there's a lot... like about this and I hope they knock it out of the park and get it right because I enjoy the Men in Black universe and I really want this to work. You
3: said ass. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I said ass. Well, now there's three of them. Men in Black
1: 2 (laughs) is the greatest movie of all time. What? (laughs) Oh my God,
0: okay. (laughs) No, Chris Hemsworth is my new man crush. Oh, fair. So, I mean, I'm excited just to see him do something else besides Thor Mm -hmm. and I agree with you. Men in Black is just an awesome universe and I don't feel like it's been fully explored to the best of its abilities and I'm hoping this finally does
3: that. I will never say no to another team up with Tessa Mm. And Chris Hemsworth. And I will leave it at that. And now I'll toss it back to you, Jabby. What you got?
0: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
3: Good Uh, choice. I feel like
0: there's another obvious one, but like Tarantino loves to talk about movies through his characters in every single film that he does. And I feel like he's finally just having the characters be, you know, people who work in film. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's super exciting. The era is a very beloved era, I feel like, for America in general, you know, second only to the 80s. And so to see that era through Tarantino's eyes is super exciting. I think this is a character that's also easy to get behind, someone who's like, on the cusp of being washed up and trying to fight that like a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. That's super exciting to me. Like, there's so many reasons that I feel like this film's going to be amazing.
3: The first reactions have me very intrigued, too, because it doesn't seem like a movie that sent everybody out the door. Even though the reactions were largely positive, Mm. not everyone was like, this is the greatest thing ever, go see it. A lot of people said they have to chill a little, sit and think about it. And as much as I want to love every single movie I see... I do want to sit on something a little bit before I'm ready to formulate my opinion on mm-hmm. something. It means there's something extra to it that I actually have to process and maybe even interpret for myself.
1: That makes me feel good because that's how people felt after Inglorious Bastards. And that's one of my favorite films with Tarantino as well. People had to go away from it, kind of process it and what he, decisions he made in that film. This is a great cast, so I'm excited to see it. And Tarantino rarely lets me down. So I, I'm excited for him to go back to an era of time where he is, where in, that influence is. A lot of the films he does. He pays a lot of homage to that era of time in his films.
0: Yeah, I've felt let down by Tarantino a lot of times, but. A
1: lot of times? A lot
0: of times. But I feel like his choices (laughs) are always bold, always him. Yeah, sure. Like, an. unquestionably it's like he's doing something that he feels strong about right and I can get behind that even if I don't agree with it I'm like at least he did him and that was one of the deals he made in getting this film made was like he has to have full creative control
1: he's only let me down when he acts
0: that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> I agree or put right. his voice in the movie yeah right
3: one more movie to hit right now and this is me giving some independent love to Brittany Runs a Marathon which was mm. my favorite movie from Sundance 2019 and it is part of the reason why I signed up to run the New York city marathon i found this movie so so inspiring jillian bell is fantastic in it and i basically cried throughout the entire third act of the movie it was good tears though because i walked out (laughs) feeling good feeling inspired ready to sign my life away and try to run 26.2 miles which i'm terrified of this movie is scheduled to hit theaters on august 23rd it's a limited release and then it expands thereafter cannot recommend this movie enough Mm. check that out
0: I never heard of this, but it 300, you apparently. You know what happened with 300? <laughs> oh, you know what I'm talking about. All dudes would like, I started getting abs, exactly. Oh all God. the guys were like, <laughs> looking up, how do I do the 300 workout? <laughs> what is that? And so you, you the 300, you.
3: Yeah, no, I, I guess that's a fair statement. Yeah. Then yeah. hopefully, I actually finished the marathon. I don't know. I
0: don't know this movie though. Like, it's
3: it's great. It, it was a debut at Sundance, and it got largely rave reviews, or mm. I mean, only rave reviews, based on what I've seen and what I've heard from friends of mine, and. It got, a, it got a solid release date in late August where I think an independent movie like this could wind up popping. And hopefully with the expansion, especially the expansion leading up to the New York City Marathon at the beginning of November, yeah. hopefully that's a sign that it'll have legs and it'll get a little love too. We do want to save a little bit of time today for some Twitter questions. But before we move on to those, let's recap everybody's picks. Take your notes now. We're starting with Roka's list here and we've got Hobbs and Shaw. Godzilla King of Monsters and Men in Black International. Moving on to Jabby's list here. He's got Spider-Man Far From Home, The Lion King, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Winding it down with my own list. It is Toy Story 4. Annabelle comes home and Brittany runs a marathon. Before we say goodbye to you guys, let's hit two quick Twitter questions. This first one here is from Ian Wilder at Jibby the boss on Twitter, who asks any guesses on what will be the sleeper hit of the summer?
0: I randomly just chose The Art of Self-Defense with Jesse Eisenberg just because it sounds like something that would be very, very interesting. And Jesse Eisenberg is a good actor, and self-defense things are interesting. To see him in that kind of a role, you know.
3: I heard good things about that one out of South by Southwest. I didn't get to see it myself, though. Okay. What you got, Roca?
1: Crawl. This might surprise (laughs) everybody, but that trailer, as a guy who lived in Florida for years, I knew all about Alligators and crocodiles. So being in that trailer just got me, and I love those kind of crazy, wonky action movies. And you got Barry Pepper in this thing, so I'm excited to see if it works out. I think people might go to it more than people think.
3: I could get behind that. Mm. I'm actually going to choose a movie coming out this weekend and say watch out for Rocket Man, because... Buzz is good, and this could wind up being the next bohemian Rhapsody in terms of it making a significant amount opening weekend and sticking around for a long while. Does
0: that count as a sleeper hit though, if it makes money because it's like a big budget movie isn't it? like I feel like it's expected uh, to make money. I
3: immediately took everything out of the equation that was like a big studio franchise like ten pole type thing, mm-hmm. and in my mind, Rocket Man is not that, but I'm sure that cost a pretty penny to make, yeah. <laughs> Well, those are our picks for you, Ian. Now, one more question really quickly. Ryan Beltram at Ryan Beltram on Twitter asks, does Toy Story 4 have a shot at reclaiming the title of highest grossing animated film and beating Incredibles 2? What say you guys?
0: No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Wow. Incredibles 2 is loved way more than Toy Story, as far as I can tell. I, lo- I love Toy Whoa. Story. I love Toy Story. You're the
3: but
1: hottest I, take. I've ever yeah, but I, like I don't
3: know that. I feel, like, that. I, feel like, I feel
0: like when you ask people, what's your favorite Pixar movie, everyone goes to Incredibles. Like, everybody.
3: I don't know if I, I would agree I with that.
0: Finding Nemo is mine. I love Finding Nemo also. Yeah. I mean, I like most. Inside Pixar Out films. is mine. Yeah, I can, well, there you go. I can never watch that. But again. I, I
3: mean, even if you just pitted. It's too uh, too much. Incredibles versus Toy Story. I do wonder how many people out there would pick one over the other. Yeah. I actually don't think it's going to beat it either, and it's strictly because I think the stars just aligned too well for Incredibles two when it came out. It made 182 million dollars mm. opening weekend, and at this point, they're just long range projections. But I think the Toy Story. 4 numbers coming in closer to like 120 Mm -hmm. so that's a huge gap right now the gap could close based on reviews and how the hype builds as we get closer to the release but I don't know that 182 is just a really really high number to match I
1: agree we waited 13 years for a sequel to incredible so people the anticipation had built so people were flocking to see this thing if it was any good and then with Toy Story 4 I think there's people who are resistant to it because they think it ended just fine in Toy Story 3 no need to make a fourth one so I think it'll depend on reviews and reactions Maybe it's got legs, but it's also the summer. We'll see. I just don't see it happening.
0: I love Toy Story, so I'm happy to watch it. But I do think they probably should have killed them in Toy Story three. No, oh my God, oh my God. Remember, so remember when they were in the thing? They yeah, were about that's to the greatest moment. Head. Yeah, I'm like, just let them die. Oh let it be God. horrible for the children. They should all go out of the theater crying. This you is going to be amazing. <laughs>
3: scarred like an entire <laughs> like planet's <laughs> worth Did of Did you kids. watch Inside
0: Out?
1: <laughs> That's her, she just
0: says her favorite it's one. It's
3: inspiring. It's a movie oh my that god. encourages you to horrified. find new ways to process your emotions. I, I was, no. It was no. horrifying. I, 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 I walked to the theater
0: wanting to kill myself. It was so depressing.
3: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh,
3: not
1: wanting to kill yourself part, but certainly you, I know. You understand it was, why it was dark. It did have a was pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. But, but Pixar movies are dark. I mean, Up. You mentioned Up. The first twenty minutes, the first ten minutes of Up is pretty brutal emotionally yeah. for you to attach to a couple and then see what happens to that couple. And you're like, oh my no, god. I
3: I find them to be like really encouraging and almost uplifting ways of tackling stressful real emotions and darker Mm. emotions that we experience. That's because you're a
1: horror fan. Yeah, you like that's that. Don't dark. You live so. in that darkness.
3: I don't think so. I feel like most horror movie lovers and filmmakers I know are usually like the brightest, peppiest people. Which most people, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. that's Seriously. actually <laughs> true. Seriously, that's talk, actually true. Talk about Del
1: Toro is certainly yeah. And I, you, yeah. I, yeah. I,
3: the list could go on and yeah, on, but fair. we do have to wrap up this episode here. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us on this Memorial Day, Jabby, Thank you for coming by the studio, Roka. Oh, thank Roga, thank you as thank always, you. Adam in the booth. You rock. Guys, do not forget to like and share this episode of Movie Talk. Tell everybody you know about us in podcast form as well. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day, hopefully barbecuing and enjoying good company. We will see you tomorrow for a live episode of Movie Talk at 3 p.m. PT.
0: Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.
2: For the perfect last-minute gift, check out Spa Finder. With Spa Finder, send a relaxing spa treatment straight to their inbox without leaving the house. Gift cards can be redeemed in-store at thousands of spas and salons nationwide or online at the Spa Finder Wellness Shop. Spa Finder gift cards contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Go to spafinder.com slash podcast15 to save 15% or enter the promo code podcast15 at checkout.